OTB Rugby. And that's why those of us that aren't cynical but understand the workings, see the world rankings as they currently are, as very fallible and very loose. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Turn our attention to Gaelic football now. Time to preview the first of the All Ireland Senior Football Championship semi finals. It's half past five on Saturday evening in Croke Park. The dubs, the all conquering dubs against Monaghan. Uh, we have Paul Finley, former Monaghan star in the studio. Morning, Paul. Morning, Shane. How are things? And we love uh, Jason Sherlock there on the line as well, the former Dublin star. Jason, how are things? Good, Shane, and you? Keeping well, keeping well. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll Let's cut to the chase here, Jason. Is the man in our middle? Is he one of the, the illustrious list of the greatest players not to win All Ireland? He's definitely in that category, all right. He was uh, he certainly had a cultured left peg, anyway. That's for sure. Still has a cultured left peg, yeah, yeah. Jesus, still playing, uh, still playing away with uh, with Bally Bayman and senior champions at the moment. Paul, I have to, I have to mention the back page. <laughs> Let's back page the of the newspapers here, and we'll get to you in this, Jason, as well. So, Colin O'Rourke, back page of the of the uh, Irish Independent. Dublin Kerry final is inevitable. Meath manager O'Rourke insists cream will rise to the top with Croker set to sell out. Uh, Colin Boyle on on off the ball last night as well saying similar things is it, uh, is it as straightforward as that Paul? Ah, well it's exactly what Monaghan people want to hear it's exactly what the Monaghan team want to hear Shane to be honest um, it's understandable how that sort of talk is going around to be fair um, Dublin, Kerry they, they, they look like the form teams they're really peaking you know, coming into the right time of the year but from a Monaghan perspective and from a Derry perspective, these guys can only concentrate on what they can, you know, bring on the day, and that's where their preparations will be. But you know, if if you are outside of either Derry or Monaghan, you know, that's the way it looks. Jason, uh, I, I guess it's Monaghan, one of those teams. I know it's all it's all league form, but uh, certainly they always have decent battles in the in, in the Allianz leagues, Division One. I think Monaghan have, have won three and drawn one. Maybe the last four games against the Dubs. Uh, then you have to park that, I suppose, for championship because it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, well, I think when you look into this game, the starting point would be that league game, their last league game, where obviously Monaghan had a great victory and Dublin got relegated. And um, I think, although it was league football, it was very, very soon. It was very close to uh, championship last year. Obviously, Monaghan's season didn't go the way they would have liked. And when you look at Dublin, they're probably a different team now. And who knows, they mightn't be the team they are now without that defeat by Monaghan at that time. Um, but we've seen already in this year, in this year's league, Derry beating uh, Dublin, but then they get to Crow Park and it didn't translate. So, yeah, that's going to be a big challenge for Monaghan. The one thing, though, from a Monaghan perspective, they've played really well against Dublin and Crow Park. And there's not many teams that have that experience going into these big games. And I'm sure that's something that uh, Vinny and the players will be kind of reinforcing that they have been here before and they have performed very well against Dublin. The the start of the second half, uh, in particular, Jason against Mayo, I guess is why everyone is 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 really bigging up the Dubs at the moment. Uh, I guess over the last year or so, there there have been ups and downs, like the Gildare games. Uh, maybe weren't the best of performances, and there are a couple of other games you could say well Dublin weren't at their best, but certainly that third and fourth quarter against Mayo would leave Monaghan fans a little bit concerned, I guess. Yeah, and, and like when you look at the game in All-Ireland semi-final, Dublin are where they wanted to be. Um, and as you, as you say, it was, there were some really good, uh, parts of the performance against Mayo. And, um, it was very similar to the Dublin Mayo game. And I think it was 2019 where the third quarter, uh, Dublin got on top. And again, when you, when you look at the origin and the source of that, it was from the kick out situation and Dublin certainly pressed up on uh, the Mayo kick out in that game. 
it's something they've tried and we, we've tried to do against uh, Rory Began, who for me was probably the hardest opponent when it came to um, against pressing up on a kick out. So that would be a, a challenge for, for Dublin on, on Saturday. But as you say, Shane, I think it's been a strange, uh, it's, a, it's been an unusual season. Obviously, it's a new season, but it's been a very strange graph in terms of Dublin and their progression. And I suppose that's what kind of gives a lot of opposition hope because Dublin haven't consistently performed as well as they have in years gone by. Uh, but at the same time, they're in an All-Ireland semi-final. They look to be peaking at the right time. Um, a lot of names, a lot of familiar names in the Dublin squad. And I think the challenge that the, the Dublin management team have is having the right 15 on the team, on the pitch at the right time. And sometimes when you have so many players, that can be a challenge in itself. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out on Saturday. You've had that experience, Paul, of, of playing with Rory Began and a couple of Ulster championship winning teams with Monaghan and against them at club level, those great battles between Ballybay and Scotstown. How important is, is he on Saturday? Because as Jason says, those kickouts, the way Dublin pushed the Mayo kickout was probably key in winning that game for them. But Began's kickouts are another level, so that he will be a, a crucial cog on, on Saturday. No doubt about it. Rory's been huge for Monaghan, as you say, for Scotstown also. Um, I know coming up against him with Bally Bay, like it, it, it's, he's such, such a, an influential player for Scotstown. You know, not alone his kickouts, but kicking these booming points from 60 metres and beyond like is, is, is a serious advantage. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to be crucial. You know, you, you would expect that uh, Dublin will press up on Monaghan's kickout, you know, and re, really put them to the pinnacle the right from the start. You know, so it's re, really going to be hectic in, in that first 10 or 15 minutes and. It'll be for cool heads, and, and thankfully Rory has a lot of experience under his belt. There's a lot of experienced players out the pitch. He's a, he has Darren, who I'm thinking was, is going to start this match out, out the middle of the field. But you know they've played a lot of football. You know they've played in Crow Park a lot. The good open spaces to try and find a man. So even though it's going to be difficult, you know we have a good man in Rory to, to try and uh, get it get it going. You say the cool heads, Paul. Like the first ten minutes, what 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 is the modern self belief there, and the sense that because there will be a lot of fear as well. Like if this this goes wrong early, like where are we at? Well, they have a big game uh, attitude. You know, they, they've been in big games before. A lot of the players, like there's a few new guys that you know wouldn't have seen this level before. But you know, there's the, the experience in in the group is is huge, and it's huge coming into these big games and the prep for the, these big games. In in you know, letting these guys know what what's expected and you know what what you know how these games can sort of pan out in the first twenty minutes. So, it, it, the first twenty minutes, I feel, in the first half in particular, is huge for Monaghan this weekend in that they'll want to get their game going very early. Um, get scores on the board very early. Try to you know be be annoying if you if for the want of a better word uh, you know against Dublin you know, you know not just not letting them get into their stride and you know that's the most critical part, part for me. And if they can do that, you know they'll you know get in at half time, still be 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 well in the game and you know then see see what the second half can bring. Uh, Jason, if you're trying to uh, subscribe to any theories of, of Dublin weakness in this team, uh, I was chatting to a, uh, a big Dublin GA fan of the weekend, and they were trying to trying to fill me with with some hope, and they were kind of saying that maybe pace or lack thereof in the Dublin uh, backline is is one area that Monaghan could exploit, especially if you have the likes of Conor McCarthy and Carlo Connell bombing forward from from half back into that uh, into that attacking zone. Is that an area that that Dublin maybe could be targeted? Yeah, well, I, I think the, the psychology of the game is is, is really important. And I, as Paul said there, I think from a Monaghan perspective, getting in into halftime is crucial. But there's a balance between going out to win the game versus going out not to lose. Mm. And I think um, if you look at Monaghan's best performance, in my opinion, this year has been that second half against Tyrone. And why why was it good? 
um, because they demonstrated urgency, that they pressed up and, and they committed to, to going forward. Now, that's a very hard thing to do in Crow Park against Dublin because you know if you if you overstep the mark, you could be exposed at the back. But certainly from a Monaghan perspective, if you're looking if you're looking to kind of look for weaknesses, yeah, there's always question marks about the, the Dublin back line. But I think that's more to do with their structure. They they gen- generally play man to man, which obviously gives teams um, opportunities. And generally, Dublin forwards are forwards. So if you've got backs that can put them on the back foot, that gives uh, opposition an opportunity as well. But again, it's it's the psychology of the of that first half. What is the intent? Are we going out here to 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 create history? Are we going out to kind of put our footprint down and, and get to an All Ireland final, or are we going out to contain and to stay in this game and hope that we 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 have a chance with ten minutes to go? If you're an opposition manager, Jason, trying to uh, set up a, uh, to play this Dublin team, like we had Davy Burke, the Roscommon manager, in studio with us there a couple of weeks ago, and they got a lot of criticism for the for the drawn game in the group stage in Croke Park for the for the way in which they played, and I think at one stage they had the ball for six minutes before popping off a score. Um, but he, his his point was, why would we go why would we go toe to toe with this Dublin team? Why would we try and play football against them when they're clearly a better footballing team? So is that how you is that how you set up against the Dubs in Croke Park? You just try and keep the ball for as long as you can. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it about Dublin. I would say it about any team you're playing. The one thing, uh, if you're setting up your own team, you cannot control what what the opposition do. So you have to respect what they do. And I think Dublin obviously have have, have encountered that over numerous years and have come up with, um, I suppose, solutions for that situation. So I'd remove it away from from Dublin. I'd remove it away from Davy Burke and Ross Common. It's about a team that has the tools and capabilities, one, to understand what the challenge is, and then secondly, have the tools to kind of break it down. Um, like you, you can have a, a, a kind of a style of play and obviously Monaghan will want to get the ball inside. They'll want to get their halfbacks moving forward. Likewise, Dublin, as, as they've shown this year, they want to kick the ball. They, they want to get the ball in. And I suppose a big challenge for, for Dublin on Saturday will be can Cormac Costello, can Colin Basquiat continue the form that they've shown? But probably to do that, they need space. And are Monaghan going to give them that space? Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's the, I know for some people, uh, from a spectator's perspective, it can be challenging now. But that's the kind of game within the game that uh, I suppose people that are involved in the game appreciate and understand and and accept. So uh, if you if you are looking at the game on Saturday, it might be worth looking out to see what what type of style uh, both oppositions are playing. Jason, has there been a correlation between the performances of the old boys, which has obviously been well touted after the Mayo game, and the return of Cluxton? Um, I'm not sure it's a correlation. I think Dublin typically they they like to obviously have their best performances towards the end of the year. Obviously, having a player like Stephen Cluxton in goal is for any team is a is a, a big boost. Um, but ultimately, like it, that's great on paper, and they have not been tested yet. And ultimately, that's where that's where we we'll we'll know whether. These guys having these guys around are, are, are a good thing or a bad thing. And I suppose that's the challenge that the opportunity Monaghan have at the weekend is can they, can they put, uh, Dublin on the back foot? Can they challenge what's going on? Because ultimately we don't know. Um, obviously there was guys that didn't start the last day. They might have picked up a couple of injuries as well. So we don't know who's going to start and who's going to finish. Um, but certainly from a Dublin perspective, it's great to see those names, but 
it, it won't be until the last quarter of a game where the game is in the melting pot so we really know if they have got the if they still have the ability to, to finish out a Actually, game. Can I can you bring in that Paul he, he's interesting they haven't been tested yet so that's almost an implication that Mayo just didn't perform that they were probably tired or whatever so is that does that give you a bit of hope? Um, I'm not sure. I think that was a cracking quarterfinal, uh, you know, for long periods. Um, Do you buy the narrative that Mayo were tired or Dublin were just amazing? Well, I, I think there's a bit of both. Uh, Mayo certainly did bring it to Dublin in the early stages of the game and were right in it, you know, all through the first half. And, you know, that they, they had some couple of mistakes, you'd have to call them. Was it down to tiredness? Uh, you know, that that's that's up for question. But, you know, they certainly brought it to them. They, they Mayo played that similar type of game that they always do. You know that chaotic sort of open game, and it and it sort of lent to Dublin be able to go and do their thing uh, for that second half. And they certainly you know finished that se- second half amazingly, like with you know some key players coming off the bench, and you know they just look really really strong. So Monaghan won't want the game like that. Monaghan will will do anything to to stop the game falling into that sort of thing. But but you have to expect that Dublin's going to come after Monaghan a lot more than the teams have done. You know, like, like Armagh or even Kildare. That was a sort of a mirrored approach on what Monaghan was bringing. Dublin will go after Monaghan. They'll push up, and you'd have to think that it's going to be uh, difficult for Monaghan to withstand that. For Are they prepared for that? Well, they have to be. Yeah, uh, they have to be because that's what Dublin will do they won't sit back and let Monaghan have possession Mm. for long periods of the game they'll push right up at them um, put serious pressure put serious heat on on all those guys that like to have time on the ball coming out of defence so I I can only hope that Monaghan have prepared uh, for that and um, they'll they'll be ready to deal with it and they can break those lines Carol O'Connell Conor McCarthy Conor Boyle you Mm. know we've seen that all Ryan Wiley can, can come forward and break tackles and you know but at, at the end of that, the Monaghan will not sustain that for 70 minutes, so they'll look to, to, to have a, a more measured approach where they can. Conor McManus, we have to talk about him. Like he just When he came off the bench against Armagh, and, and we were talking, we had Ashley O'Reilly in the studio last week, she was down by the sideline, and she said he, he looked agitated on the sideline, ready to get in, and, and, and clearly had a mark of the game straight away, uh, and nerves of steel with that, with that free kick, to even win it at the end. Do you, do you start him against Dublin, or do you do what you've... What Vinnie Corey's been doing all year and, and kind of bring him off the bench with what 30, 35 to go I think ideally uh, we hold on to him mm-hmm. um, from from uh, that, that's from me looking in uh, that's what Vinnie has been doing um, this year so far and I think they'll, I don't think they'll change tack now uh, they'll hope to, to get a, a really strong just the way modern football is it's, it's, it's just hectic for that first 35 minutes it's, it's the pace is, is, is unbelievable Um you know, and then you look to, to Connor in the second half, and you know, just to, to come in and do what he has been doing. He's just been—it's it's, it's off the charts. You know, really that that introduction against Armagh. Um, we, we've seen it down the years. I've, I've played with him, played against him. He's—he's—he's he's, he's a guy, a go-to guy. Anytime you need a score, uh, he will pop up and, and look for that responsibility. You're you're forty now. How hard is it to maintain that at the level that he's asked into his mid into his the. The latter half of his thirties, like I, I don't. Like, you see with Michael Simons as well. Like I, 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 maybe it depends on your life outside of football a lot, but it's an insane achievement from my perspective that to be playing at that level. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It, it doesn't get any easier. I can tell you. Um, 
from experience. Um, you got to change your game a bit as well, obviously. Like, well, of course, and we, we, it's well documented the, the difficulties Connors had with injuries and, and uh, his hips, etc. But he, he's managing that really well. He's managing that for a long time now, mm. and he's, he's looking after himself um, as, 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 as good as ever. He's in as good a shape as, as you'd ever see him. So that's credit to him. But I suppose it, it, mentally it gets it gets difficult every year that passes, and everybody's expecting you to retire. There's something you know eating away at you inside. Should I actually be here? You know and you know, these doubts come into your mind, especially standing over pressure-free kicks like the way he did. So it's clearly not affecting him, and that's what makes him a really special player. Jason, the, the, the strength and depth has never been a concern for, for the Dublin team, but when you saw the lads coming off the bench against, uh, against Mayo, the likes of, of uh, Rock and Small and Kilkenny, uh, would, would you expect any of them, like Kieran Kilkenny comes to mind and Jack McCaffrey comes to mind as well, would you expect either of them to start, or will, will there be very little in terms of changes from Desi Farrell, would you expect? It's hard to know, um, and and I suppose we're, we're all interested, and we'll all as we as everyone is the hus, the home of expectation twenty minutes before a game, mm-hmm. because yeah, as, as I mentioned earlier, he's, he the management seemed to have a, a, an embarrassment of riches there. It was obviously a big surprise not to see Kieran Kilkenny start the game because he's been such a a key performer for Dublin over the last number of years. On Morton, as I mentioned, got injured uh, coming off in the second half, and to see him come off was was a worry. But um, I think just to to build on your your last point, and it, it applies to Dublin as well. You mentioned Mick Fitz. You look at the performance of James McCarthy the last mm. day. You look at the likes of um, Darren Hughes. Um, you mentioned Carlo O'Connell. Uh, I, I got to. I, I've obviously seen Conor McManus, and I got to chat to him earlier in this year, and. Like to, to to see those older players and to see them still performing at the level they are, they're a credit not only to themselves as footballers but also as people. And um, to be able to still continue to care as much as they do and to commit what they do to perform, it, it, it's really kind of inspiring. And obviously, no matter how the the game goes, you want to see those guys having their their day in the sun and and going out to perform really well. Is it the fear of the afterlife, Joe? It's like once this is done, it's done. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I know it's hard, you have to motivate yourself for another winter of this, but like, once it's done, I won't hear the roar of that Crow Park crowd again. Yeah, you'd think that, Johnny, um, but that, to be honest, if, if that's your, if that's your mindset, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. And I think the one thing, and I, I, I know, uh, obviously the Dublin lads, and I, I got to know Connor a bit, they care about their counties a lot. They care about where they are. And obviously, Monaghan have had a, had a couple of years where they've underperformed in the championship. And I'm sure if if Connor was asked to be wheeled out for a minute to kick a free for Monaghan this year in the championship, he would have done it because he's had a lot of tra- challenges and a lot of uh, injuries to to get to where he is. So, um, so no, I think the the, the more uh, team focused players they see that their their care to the to the dressing room and the people that they're playing with, but also to the the pride that they have in their county. I think as well, like when you see like the Saudi Arabia and the money and where are these lads going to go now in football, like that's a lovely, lovely thing. That like what Jo says there, that like I never played inter county football. I wouldn't for a minute want to put in that commitment. It's it's unbelievable, and for for them lads to be doing it for the love of the county is like it's a rare, rare thing in in sport at that level nowadays. Yeah. Like. 
the lure of management as well in the county. <clears throat> Jason is always there, and and but there is, as Johnny says, there's the commitment issue there as well. I think the Monaghan and Donegal jobs took months and months after the championship to, to fill. I know your name was one that was quite strongly linked with with the Monaghan position, and I had the Joe Sherlock posters bought for the bedroom. I thought this was a done. You only ruined this bedroom anymore for both. I know, like, I know. You know. You'd, you'd imagine <laughs> how, how close was that was that Jason to the to the Monaghan position because it seemed to be it seemed to be reasonably close. I know you're probably considering it. Um, well, certainly, I, I had conversations, and it was something. Um, it was something that I, I, I did reflect upon and consider. Obviously, it's worked out a, a lot better anyway. And obviously, Vinny is a top guy, and uh, delighted for him and the, the team to, to have got where they, where they are. I think, from my perspective, I'm delighted where Manon are, but I'm not surprised. And mm. um, when you look at the performances and the players that they've had over the last number of years, like they are playing to their potential. And the one thing. From the experience, and I would have my father-in-law who, who passed away a few years ago. He he worked with Monaghan Cove for all his life practically, so that was a big part of the appeal to kind of get involved with Monaghan. But the one thing that I did learn about the Monaghan people is how much they care about their football up there, and there's a lot of great people. And I'm delighted to see some of the people that I I, I spoke to uh, involved with Vinny and and the setup. So uh, as I said, I'm delighted that they're there, but I'm certainly not surprised. And uh, I think they they come into Saturday with a real good shot of uh, upsetting Dublin. What does Vinny have? Just out and out leadership quality. Um, he had it as a player um, all down the years. Um, he's big on discipline um, and you can see that in the way the team are playing mm. um, he, he never was phased uh, when he was playing either and you can see that again on the line he, he's just totally in control at all times but you'd have to be just very happy from a Monaghan perspective and a supporter now at this stage that the way the team are playing they're, they're just putting every last bit of themselves mm. into the into each and every game that they play and you know what, what more can you ask for from any manager, like the, you know, the teams when the teams playing like that, and you know, tactically astute, you know, they've they've, they've had to adapt. Um, really poor performance result against uh, Derry back in the Ulster Championship, and you know, they, they go meet them again, and there's lots of changes and there's lots of uh, tactical manoeuvres to to try and counter the problems that they had. So you know, that that's all you can ask for in any management team, and Monan have that, and Vinny and his team, and they've done brilliantly. We can sometimes read too much into backroom teams, maybe in the GA, but they are still massively important. Um, Vinny made the move of bringing in Porrick Duffy, who we saw celebrating, uh, you know, as I think it's logistics liaison manager is his official title. <laughs> I don't know what, it, what that means. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, like, how important could that be? Because I know he was involved with teams in the 80s under Sean McCaig, and look, his experience in the administrative side as director general, he's been at the top of the game. Loves modern football, obviously. I'm sure that's an important aspect of the backroom. Yeah, it, it's it's not something that was too widely uh, talked about or uh, publicised. But you know, having somebody like Park in there is is it's just brilliant. Like him being from Monaghan, the experience that he has in the game, and um, just be, being a presence, he has to be a presence in there. And for the, all those lads to see him, it, you know, he's, he's certainly adding something. But not just Park, like but Derek McArdle. I played with him for years. Like another deep thinker about the game, and an excellent man to have in your corner. And uh, you know, a lot of talk about Martin, Vinny's brother. You know, and I know Calvin weren't too keen on letting him him uh, go from from their the ranks. So uh, highly regarded coach, and then Gabriel Bannigan, huge experience in the game as well. So just built a really solid team. Having the like a Porrick Duffy and all of those guys mentioned uh, in there just makes it a really strong ticket. Just over to you then, Joe. The Gilroy thing. Same question, pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I, to, to be honest, I wouldn't know much. I wasn't involved with Pat for very long. He got rid of me in 2009. Um, but Good judge. From a, from a, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so from a Dublin perspective, obviously, it, it's a new voice. It's a, it's a voice that had, had relative success in the, in the past. So I'm sure it, it's, it's been a positive for, from a Dublin perspective. But again, it just shows you. And I go back to that Monaghan game in the league. Things changed from a Dublin perspective that day, so I suppose uh, they, they, the Dublin will certainly have uh, uh, Monaghan will certainly uh, have the attention of Dublin going into Saturday. As to two Monaghan, let's how many of the Monaghan forwards get on the Dublin team? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Dublin have an embarrassment of riches. Um, you know, the bench, like this, is insane. Yeah. All will start from Monaghan, one hundred percent. All yeah. these, like, the marquee bench players. Without a doubt, like you, you, you know, you talk about Connor, like you know, but Connor at, at the stage of his career, yeah. does he even do, do he get into the, the mm. Dublin squad? I'm sure that, that you know the Connor of old and and back in his heyday, of course he does. Um, there, there is, there is. Michal Bannigan has been playing very well for Monaghan. Um, he has great pace. Um, you know, Kieran Hughes is coming in out of the game. He's, he's his ability um, is, is unquestioned. You know, but playing a different role for the for the team right now. Um, Stephen O'Hanlon, they, they all bring different traits. Like, and this is what what's good about Monaghan that you know some guys are, are in there for scoring. Jack McCarran, like we think about. McCarran has brilliant performances against Dublin. When you think mm. last year's two was a two five, maybe yeah, one seven the, before, and without a doubt. But the challenge for Monaghan is bringing it now, at this stage. And and Vinny has mentioned it. You know about it, beating a top three side at this stage of the championship is where it's at for Monaghan and that's the, the challenge but they have lots of quality within their forward team do, do, do any of those guys get into uh, the, the Dublin squad you know everybody's going to have a different opinion on that but you know I'd certainly be happy with you know the, the, the spread you know of scores and, and you know threatening players that they have and look you'll, you'll always look for it's, more It's a very good political answer but it does sum up how difficult the challenge is mm. because like the bench as well that Dublin have you're talking about not six forwards you're talking about like ten forwards <laughs> so like I you can't you can't win this game going toe to toe so like Vinny has to find some way of and I, I fear for both semi-finals I really do I, I think Gaelic football is in a place where it would not be good for Gaelic football if yeah. these were two washouts and I do fear that um, but I'm hoping for some love from the Monaghan lads that it's not going to happen mm-hmm. Prediction time Jason how, how, how are you calling it? Um, well, obviously, from my perspective, I'd be hoping Dublin continue the form that they they, they showed against uh, Mayo. It's likely if the game is going to be won early, it's likely that Dublin can kind of get that momentum, as as Paul alluded to. Um, Monaghan have played teams that have mirrored each other. The last game, I think that it was a drawn game thirteen times. So I think Monaghan, whether they can take encounter or how they deal with uh, when. When Dublin kind of create that bit of chaos and get a kind of a couple of points uh, in a row, it'll be interesting to see how Monaghan deal with that. I think I would love if the game got to the final quarter for both teams. Uh, I think it'll test Dublin and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. But also, if it gets to the last quarter, you would expect Monaghan to be at their strongest because the likes of Connor Connor McManus will be on the pitch, and then it'll be a case of whether they really believe. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love it to get into the final quarter and if it does uh, with, with the game in the balance and if it does, it, in my opinion, it could go either way. Paul? Yeah, um, I think it's a, it's a case of what version of each each team brings uh, to mm. the day. Um, if Dublin bring their absolute best that we've seen in the second half against Mayo, it's going to be a really difficult task for Monaghan. Um, if Monaghan can bring 
absolutely something that is really at the top of each and every one of their game and even above that um, which is possible in these big matches you know you, you come and you know you, you get you get going and there's something just you know something comes upon you as a group and you, you really perform above yourself I think that's what it's going to take to topple Dublin plus with Dublin you know being knocked out of the comfort zone and not being able to get to the pitch that they that they, they really want to so those are, those are the couple of things that's going to happen have to happen for a Monaghan victory but you would have to say that if Dublin are bringing their best you know it's going to be a really difficult day for Monaghan Can I briefly ask you before we let you go uh, we mentioned it at the start of the show we had Anthony Moyles in that seat last week and I think he was talking about the, the 05 Division 2 League final in Croke Park <laughs> between Monaghan and Meath one of my best memories ever as a child I have to say well I was 12 or 13 I'd say um, what are your memories of that because the referee tells you there's what last kick of the game Monaghan two points down and you just loft the ball in and uh, per Mark Ward if he's watching won't like to see it back but chaotic yeah brilliant scenes from Monaghan that was probably back you know Banty had us and he, he lifted us up um, you know we, we got to that division I think it was 2A final so we were pretty low in the leagues you know Mead wouldn't have been happy with where they were either but um, it was it was huge for Monaghan you know we hadn't won a trophy in Crow Park for years mm. if, if ever even at that you know if I'm right in saying that and yeah it was, it was crazy the, the, the ref definitely did tell us that it was the last kick when I, when I let, let that ball go I'm thinking I've hit it too hard I think it's going to drop over the crossbar and um, you know what the hell were you doing you know but <laughs> it, it just you know unfortunate for Mark but you know brilliant for Monaghan and the scenes after it were, were amazing and to this day you remind about it often enough Joe Sullivan my own club mate <laughs> reminds me or puts a, puts a post up every every March or April whatever it was on, on social media and it gets a, a nice few hits so look it's, it's a nice memory anyway yeah. you're still going strong as well yeah still still trying to um, put the boots on it's great to be able to do that we had a fantastic year last year with Bally winning a county title um, you know it's, it's, it's a case of being able and everything being right in, in my life thankfully at home and, and work and just having that opportunity and uh, yeah I'm blessed to, to not have too many injuries that uh, allows me to do that and trying to enjoy it Well Paul thanks a million for, for coming in Jason thanks for hopping on the line as well uh, and listen lads enjoy the match and may the best team win <laughs> no, I, I think that, that, <laughs> that I think that reminds us of Moscow. Yeah, I, I, I bloody well hope not. <laughs> if you're from Monaghan, I know, I know, I know. Wishful thinking. We'll see, we'll see. I keep my cards close to my chest. It's just an honour to share the pitch with the Dubs, sure, Johnny, isn't it? OTB AM, the Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.